0: If you're offended by me wearing this, um, I'm the youth pastor. I get paid to goof off, so I'm sorry. (laughs) But we want to welcome you to Stratford Heights Church of God this morning. We're so glad that you're here today. If you are a visitor today, we believe that you're home. We believe that you found a church that you can get your family involved in and get rooted and grow. Why are y'all smiling? I don't understand why everybody's looking at me. But listen, we're so excited. Next week is, a, is an incredible Sunday. The first time that we've done this since I've been here. I know we are having a Super Bowl Sunday here at Stratford Heights Church of God. And so we wanted to, I wanted to say I'm rooting for the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. So, okay, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I actually I'm rooting for the Falcons. But anyway, we just wanted to advertise. We wanted to invite you to plan on being here next Sunday night. The, uh. The service. I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Oh, my gosh. I'm blaming Lenny for this one. Service starts at 530 next Sunday night, and afterwards, we're going to go down to the youth center. We're going to, we have a, a major, we got a huge screen down there, and we're going to put the game on. Pizza will be provided, but we are asking if you would uh, bring an appetizer, a dessert, And come and have fellowship. Now here, let me tell you something about fellowship. Fellowship is as scriptural as what we're doing right now. It's it's a part of growing in in our relationship with God. It's a part of, of growing together in our walk with Jesus Christ. So we're so thankful to come together and to experience that. If you don't already have plans next Sunday night, we want you to be here. Now you can stop looking at me like you're looking. And we just want you to welcome one another into God's house today. God bless you.
1: Get out and find someone to shake their hand. God bless you. A beautiful woman. I mean, she is gorgeous. Uh-huh. And she's smart. I mean, I'm not just
2: talking like Copernicus smart. I'm talking like she's like Einstein smart. Yeah.
1: And uh, I am probably one of the most blessed men on this earth because of her, because of that lady. I am truly. Have you told her lately? Well, the comedy date night will be happening on that February 10th. you want to sign up in the lobby, if you are a young married couple, you're invited to be there and be a part of this, uh, this special night for you. There'll be food and there'll be a comedy. Uh, you'll get to see a lot of stuff. Laugh-ty. How many of you know we've talked a lot about laughter today? It's, uh, it's good to laugh. So I appreciate Marvin and, and Betty Ray for their uh, planning and the activities that they've put together with their team. And this is one of those nights. So I hope you'll sign up and show up and be there. Have a great time together. The mix tonight, um, gonna be doing a little bit different today. We're we're looking at, at ministry to our young adults. And so everyone over thirty five and everyone under college, um, all of y'all get the night to just have a Bible study at your house or to hang out with friends, get with one another, have a prayer meeting, or just relax and uh We're asking you this evening if you will to allow us to minister to our young adults we're having a young adult ministry tonight the mix will be for young adults only we're going to be meeting over in the auditorium we're going to have a a night of worship and we're going to be uh sharing i'll be sharing a a brief word and then we'll be having some uh, fellowship together with them and that'll happen tonight everybody 35 and under down to college is welcome to come and be here for that How many of you understand that in the last days, especially, we are working very diligent and hard to minister to the different cultural needs in our age groups? How many of you understand that? Amen. So I hope you won't be put out with us because we're giving you a night off if you're not in that age group. We're going to be working with them tonight. We want to build a ministry that touches and reaches our young adult ministry, and we want to minister to the specific needs they have, and I don't want them to get lost out here in this world and not feel like their church cares about them, so we're going to do that tonight, and with a big amen from you, it'll be okay. All right, very good. As you mentioned earlier, we are going to be having church on Super Bowl Sunday. Don't worry. For those who are wondering whether we're going to have church, we're meeting at 530, and we're going to have church, and then we're going to break when it's about time for the the countdown, and we're going to be... out in the Oasis Auditorium as a church family. For those who are willing and want to come, we're going to watch the Super Bowl together. And now somebody said to me, they said, well, what are you going to do with them commercials? Well, we got that figured out too, and we made our own, but we're not going to tell you anything about them until you get here. So you got to come and see what we're up to. Thank you for those of you who are praying for my family. Uh, Many of you have come up to me this morning and you've talked with me. My uncle Eddie uh, unexpectedly passed away last evening. Um uh, leaving kids, grandkids, and uh, a wife, my aunt Barbara. And uh, we were up then up there in Trotwood um, till late evening, and uh, just to uh, keep them in your prayers, and I appreciate that very much. he He was a, a great man. We loved him very much, and uh, it's very, very difficult for our family, especially my father. He's not here yet, but my dad, this is uh, his sister's husband.' He's, they've been all raised together since they were teenagers, so he's he's pretty broken hearted. so. If you keep our family in your prayers, I'll be doing that service this week as well. All right. With that said, we're going to pray and as we do, I wanna pray for specific needs that you have. How many would say I have a very special need in my life, Pastor? Amen, my family. We're gonna pray for you. We're also gonna believe through these three weeks of fasting and prayer and the word and serving that God is going to answer um, those needs. I believe that when you line up and you make yourself available and you yield to god's power i think there is a supernatural breakthrough that is yours that's promised to you from the word of god so i'm believing god's going to answer every need those hands that were lifted up we're also praying for the state of israel as we always stop in our service to pay attention to the word the biblical mandate to look out for the good of israel and to pray for the peace of jerusalem also we're praying for the united states of america how many of you know our country needs prayer amen Amen. let's believe and, and ask the lord to touch in all of those situations if you wouldn't mind would you stand with me and we'll also pray over the offering our father as we come to you this morning i thank you that we can bring every need to you and lord according to your promises your word lord we have the promise that you will meet the needs in our lives. we know that god you're able minister healing and deliverance you're able to touch we stand in faith to know you're able to do mighty mighty miracles and lord we thank you for this today i pray that you will bless and touch every life every hand that was lifted up as we bring those needs to you casting all of our care on you lord because you love us and you care for us i thank you for that and lord we pray for the peace of jerusalem we pray for israel in this church we recognize and stop Lord, to pay attention to your word and to how you've commanded us to look out for the good of Israel. We stand, God, in agreement with your word, declaring her victory. Thank you for your protection over her sons and daughters, over her borders, Lord, as every enemy that's poised against her must first go through your hand. We thank you for this. And Lord, we ask, as our country and every city, airports, all kinds of chaos all around this country, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord that you would touch the people with peace, that you would touch their hearts, Lord. Where there's chaos, I pray that you would bring love. And God, I pray that your power would be at work. I thank you for what you are doing. I believe there's a move of God in in our midst, in our country. I'm just believing, Lord, there's going to come a revival, that your work is going to be done and accomplished because Lord, wherever you have people, there you are. So I thank you for this as we lift her up, and ask your blessings to be on the United States, every leader, every state, every family, in the name of the Lord, and empower your church to make a difference, and we thank you for all these things as we now come to you, Lord, giving you our attention and our our desire, Father, our hunger to be generous, to be, Lord, those who are good stewards of all that you've given to us. I pray over our offerings and over our tithe. God, may we follow the biblical mandate that says that you look upon not the outward appearance, but the heart. Lord, you're not interested in our gift per se. You're interested, Lord, in the desire of our heart to be used. I pray that you will bless every gift today and every giver. Let your work be accomplished, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for our missionaries. Bless them as we give today in our loose offering. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Let's praise him this morning. You ready to praise him? Give him a hand. One five. tell you, this song talks about him raising up
4: I sing hallelujah,
3: I sing hallelujah, I sing hallelujah. If you had a deliverance in your life this week, I just want you to sing that. It's okay. We can just worship him. we got plenty of time to worship him this morning. Lord, we praise you. We haven't come into this house to show off, to show how well we can sing or shout or preach. Lord, we've come because you are the overcomer.
1: How excellent is your name in all the earth. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. At the mention of your
2: name, storms cease. At the mention of your name, mountains, they
1: gotta move. At the mention of the name of Jesus, demons tremble and sickness flees. Listen to this. For there's coming a day when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that
2: Jesus Christ is Lord of all.
1: Come on and give the Lord praise this morning. Hallelujah. How excellent is thy name, O Lord. Can you say that with the psalmist? How excellent is thy name. Jesus said all power is given unto me. In heaven and in earth. And he said one day every knee would bow. It don't look like it sometimes, does it? We watch the news. We see the things going on around us. It don't look like that's going to happen, but the Word of God says, One day every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that He is the Lord. Can you give Him one more round of applause? He's worthy. He's worthy. God is worthy of our praise. He's worthy. Hallelujah. You know, when you get like that, when you begin to praise God and you, you begin to get, you know, exuberant with that, and you know you're just practicing, don't you? Revelation chapter 5, it's awesome. I love reading Revelation chapter 5. You know why, Josh? Because that's a scripture, and there are a lot of places in the scripture where the Lord's talking about me and you. But that's one of those places where he's talking about all of us. He says, we're all around the throne, the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands and thousands saying with a loud voice. Forget this quiet stuff. The Bible says, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive glory and riches and wisdom and power. When you get excited about God and his word, You're just practicing for that day when we're, you know, I am, when it says the number of them, I'm like, that's me, that's me, the number of them, that's me. When it says whosoever, I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. He wants us, he wants us ready in our hearts now, expecting now. How many of you know he didn't come, he didn't die, he didn't raise himself up from the dead, he didn't. He didn't ascend to the Father to be an assessor and send the Holy Ghost for us to just have a church service. He's done all that so that we would know Him in power. This morning, lift up your hand and honor the powerful God that you serve today. Lord, we honor your presence today. We're not here to just pat a cake and play church. We're not here, God, to just be a part of some little club until we get to glory. We're not here just to confess and talk religion, but God, we're here to encounter you, and we thank you that we've felt your presence here strongly today in our hearts, in our hearts. We give you glory, and we give you honor. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. As part of our Spirit-filled, as part of our Healthy Things Grow series, we've been talking about healthy things grow. Healthy things grow automatically. You don't need to pursue it. By the way, report, update, my sweet potato, it has like five branches coming out of it now. It just naturally grows. You put it in the right environment, and it just automatically, you don't have to do anything. I walked in there, looked at all five of those little shoots coming out of that thing, and I said, well, look at you. You little show-off, look at you. See, you don't even have to worry with it. You put it in the right environment and it automatically grows. That's the same with you and me. Put ourselves in the right spiritual environment. Put ourselves in the right place, in the right position, and we will automatically grow. It's just a given. God wants to grow us as a Christian. He wants to grow us as a church. He wants to grow you and the calling that God's placed on your life. Turn with me to John chapter 16, verse 7. Preaching the message this morning in our continuing series, this one is the healthy, spirit-filled life. The healthy, spirit-filled life. You know, I'm going to ask y'all to pray for me. I'm on different medications that I have to take for different things, and they all help me be great. Except one thing, the side effect for like four of my medications is dry mouth. I want you to just pray the Lord, just make make my mouth, just make it like it's chewing bubble gum 24 hours a day. Would you do that? I told Richard, I said, if I could just get this cotton mouth thing under control, man, I could preach like I want to. I'm going to trust the Lord today. Listen to what Jesus said. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I did not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Who, who's he talking about? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost. You never know. I'm gonna say, sometimes I'll say Holy Ghost. Sometimes I'll say Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the same person. Sometimes it's a little more anointed if you just say Holy Ghost. If you say Holy Spirit, people think, oh, very theological but either way it's the same person the Bible refers to him in several different capacities one is that he's a helper that he's a comforter he says if I do not go away the helper will not come to you but if I depart I will send him to you and when he has come he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because." They do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. However, verse 13, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For he will not speak on his own authority Whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Father, we ask your blessings on your word. I pray that, God, you would draw us by your Holy Spirit who is at work in this earth, doing the work of God. I thank you for the comfort. I thank you for the helper. I pray that you will touch us this morning with a desire and a hunger for a deeper experience with you. To be baptized in your Holy Spirit. To walk in a healthy, spirit-filled life. And I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said amen. amen. You can be seated. Now if, it's, if we're going to have an encounter like we had in first service, y'all better hang on. Might want to grip the pew a little tighter. God moved mightily in our first service and I'm believing him for a move right now. How many of you know we are a Pentecostal church? are a Pentecostal church. We're not Pentecostal because that's what we label ourselves and we're affiliated with a Pentecostal, you know, kind of outfit. We call ourselves Pentecostal because we are of those who believe in a modern-day spirit-filled experience with God. We're Pentecostal. We are affiliated with the Church of God. But you hear me talk an awful lot about the fact that the Church of God or the Baptist or the Presbyterian or the Independent will not save you. About four people believe that you cannot be saved by a church. You're saved by Jesus, his work in the Holy Spirit, as he draws you to the gospel message of Christ who comes to save you. But we are a Pentecostal church because we're kind of thrown into the experience of believing in the power of God at work in the modern day life. We have what's known as a document of faith in the church, it's an outline of our beliefs. I wanted to read something in there about the Holy Spirit, and as I started to put that out there, I, I thought, you know, I, I need, to, I need to, to read a little bit more of that. How about this? We believe in the verbal inspiration of the Bible. We believe it's the infallible, inerrant word of God, Holy Spirit breathed on writers to write. How many of you believe that this morning? That's a good foundation. That's a good declaration of faith. We believe in one God eternally existing in three persons, namely the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. These three. Amen. Say amen a lot. it help me that Jesus Christ is the only begotten son of the Father conceived of the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, that Jesus was crucified, buried and raised from the dead. That he ascended to the heavens and is today at the right hand of the Father as our intercessor. Do you believe that, say amen. We believe that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that repentance is commanded of God for all and necessary for the forgiveness of sins. We believe that justification, regeneration, and the new birth are wrought by faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. We believe in sanctification subsequent to the new birth through faith in the blood of Christ, through the word of God, and by the Holy Ghost. We believe in holiness to be God's standard of living for his people. I should say we still believe holiness to be God's standard of living for his people. We believe in the baptism with the Holy Ghost subsequent to a clean heart. We believe in speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance and that it is the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We believe in water baptism by immersion and all who repent should be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We believe in divine healing that it's provided for all in the atoning sacrifice of Jesus. We believe in the Lord's Supper and washing of the saints' feet. And oh, I love this. We believe in the premillennial second coming of Jesus Christ. First, to resurrect the dead, the righteous dead, and to catch away the living saints to him in the air. Second, to reign on the earth a thousand years. We believe in the bodily resurrection, eternal life for the righteous, and eternal punishment for the wicked. How many of you know that that is a foundation of truth? The Holy Spirit leads you into truth. And I believe these foundations are what we we try to build our church on. We believe in these things. We study these things. And these things are just declarations. How many of you know it all comes back to the standard right here? This is the standard of that, of our encounter and experience with God. And I want to talk this morning about the spirit-filled experience. Talk about that. We don't talk about that enough in the modern day church. Few Christians seem to realize how important the experience of the baptism and the Holy Spirit is to their lives. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, He wasn't just coming to just come along and and just be there as a a spiritual kind of guide, you know, just to be a, a tour guide of how to get to heaven. I mean, I'm talking the Holy Spirit, it was vital. And necessary Jesus said I must go away if I don't go away the Holy Spirit will not come but I'm gonna go and I'm gonna send him to you and then he commanded his disciples to go to Jerusalem and to tarry there until they were endued with power from on high this was a command of the Lord it's part of the experience of serving the Lord and following the Lord in obedience how many of you know it was absolutely necessary to the mission of Christ's continued work on the earth that the baptism of the Holy Spirit be part of our healthy spiritual life there's much ignorance today concerning the doctrine of the Holy Spirit among the body of Christ let me just clear up a few things one Is that he is part of, he is just as he is co equal with the Father and the Son. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, these three are part of the Godhead Trinity. Let me tell you this He is a person, not an it. He is a person, not an it. That's not to condemn anybody or put anybody down, that's just to make it very clear. We need to see him as a person a person with characteristics, a person that can be grieved, a person that speaks, a person that inspires, a person, a person the Bible is clear to point out to us that is a part of our spiritual experience. The Holy Spirit is what brings conviction to your heart, convinces you. Conviction is like a law term. It means it convicts you. It sums up all the evidence. And then it's a, it's a proclamation, it's a declaration over our lives. We know our spiritual need because we have been convicted by the Holy Spirit. That's his work. That then he turns right around and the Bible tells us he imparts to us spiritual faith, saving faith. He is the one, the agent that does the work in our lives of regeneration and spiritual birth. We know these things, and we readily accept these things. We embrace these truths. Most Christian evangelical churches do. But there's a part of the experience with God that a lot of folks kind of ignore sometimes because it's been preached that they should ignore it, that they shouldn't go near it, as a matter of fact. Other times... They're, they're unsure, they're ignorant of, of how it works. Or, and when I say ignorant, that doesn't mean they're stupid. It just means they're not, they don't have the knowledge. And they need to learn more about the experience of the Holy Ghost. But there is an endowment of power that comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Another wonderful reason why the Holy Spirit has come to this earth is to endow you, to impart to you, To give you a baptism of power. Part of the reason why the modern day church is weak and there are not very many miracles today is not because the Holy Spirit has changed, but because the modern church has gotten away from the truths of God's word. The encounter and the experience. I believe with all my heart, if we'd walk in here with a little more expectation, I I love what Albert said to me. This morning, or no, Derek said to me, after church this morning, I had two folks talk to me. Derek gave me a a little insight. There was a a village where all these people were were praying for rain. And and one of the ministers, I forget exactly how it all went, but they all came together on that day. They, They wanted rain. They came out together, the whole village, to see if there were rain. But there was only one little girl in the whole crowd who brought an umbrella. That'll preach. That'll preach. Lord, let me be one that walks in every day. The strength you give me. Let me carry my umbrella with me everywhere I go, living in expectation of the power of God at work in my life. Living every every day in that renewing and that filling and that baptism of His Holy Spirit. Looking for every opportunity. Why, yesterday, just yesterday, I was at the car wash and I, I was getting ready to go to a funeral. And I, and I was standing there, and I was getting my car washed, and this gentleman came out, and I kept looking at him. And the, the Holy Ghost, I knew he wanted me to talk to the man. I just knew it. You know that feeling? The Holy Spirit just nudges you. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'll strike up a conversation with him. Next thing I know, he is pouring out his heart. His son is going through all kinds of difficulty. He wants prayer, and we're standing there right in the middle of a car wash. And I'm like, well, it just so happens that I'm a Christian, and I want to pray with you, and I want to pray for your son. and I I, so I told What's your son's name?" He said, it's Michael. And we're talking. He's like got tears in his eyes. And he's like, well, I thought maybe you was a man of the cloth because you had a suit on. (laughs) He said, not very many people wear suits on Saturday. And I said, well, I'm a minister. And I said, I want to pray with you. And I talked with him right there, right there in the middle of the car wash. There was another washing going on in the spiritual realm. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is looking to anoint you and to use you and to endure you with power from on high. Are you looking for those encounters? Are you looking for those experiences? Are you looking for those opportunities? I tell you, if we'll keep our umbrella out, I believe the Lord will set you up every day of your life to have on-purpose conversations, to have interactions in ministry. I believe in God to set us up here this morning because we're going to get healthy in our spirit-filled experience. Whew. I believe we need a fresh touch of the day of Pentecost. You know what that will do for the church? It will unify us. It will bring us together like we hadn't been together since then. If we will get together and seek out the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I believe there is a power that will hit this church, hit everybody, the the body of believers, and anoint us to go out from this place and do mighty, mighty works, exploits for the Lord. But no, 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 no. No, we are, yeah, that's all right. But we are so satisfied to just a little bit, just, I just need enough, Lord, so that people go, oh, he's such a good Christian. Isn't he a good Christian? He's just so good. He, he brings a tear to my eye. Do you notice he prayed over his food? God bless him. He's such a good Christian boy. We want just enough so that we've got social standing. So we're standing righteous with God. So we think we are. So we're in this acceptable place we live acceptable to society acceptable we want to be accepted so we have just enough to call ourselves conservative And god wants to mess us up god wants to mess our lives up he wants to, he wants us to become completely and wholly dependent on him Not by power, not by might, but by my strength, my power, my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Not on our own strength. We're not supposed to figure it all out and lay it all out there for ourselves. We're supposed to rely upon the baptism, the spirit to lead and to guide our lives. It's, it's part of, you ought to hunger for it. You ought to desire for him. You ought to want him in your life every day. It, it, it gets to where you're so hungry. I mean, that's why I believe Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 fits right along with it. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You know, God doesn't want to just give you a half, half of a glass. He, he didn't want to just. Pat you on the back And give you a good social standing He wants you to become Like one of the disciples He wants you to become a flame A fire for him Anointed by his spirit To go out into the highways and the byways And to bring the lost To the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ The only way you'll fulfill the great commission Is not because you have worked out A beautiful little testimony Of your Christian experience You will Fulfill the Great Commission when you are filled with the Spirit of God because no man comes to the Father except the Spirit of God draws him. We need the Spirit of God in our lives, we need the power of God in our lives. You say, Well, I mean, I got saved, Pastor. I mean, come on, everybody knows the scripture no man comes to the Father except the Spirit draws him. Right. The work of the Holy Spirit is amazing for repentance, for conviction, for salvation, for the rebirth. It's amazing. The Holy Spirit works in our lives, brings us to this beautiful place. And then, and then Luke wrote these words in Acts, in chapter 1, verse 8, and he said, But ye shall receive power after that, after that. After that, who is he talking to? Sinners? No, he's talking to the church. But you shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. A witness, a witness, and I witness a first account. Someone who who literally is beholding the power of God at work in the world, and you are a testify. You got a testimony. You are a witness to Him. Jesus made it very clear. John baptizes you with water under repentance. I'm coming to baptize you with fire. No, 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 Lord. It needs to be a spark. You don't understand. I I have a high position in in my church. I have a high position in in my community. I, I have influence with my family. Lord, I just need a little spark if you don't mind. Just enough to make everyone go, oh. Jesus said, John comes to baptize you with water and repentance, but I'm coming to baptize you with fire. Oh, that there would be a hunger among the body of Christ to not live a mealy mediocre, average Christian experience where you are living so out from beneath the power of God that you are convincing everybody within your realm of influence that God is just nothing more than a church service. God's nothing more than a Bible verse. He's nothing more than just a cute little devotion. Boy, that's all you've got. If that's all that satisfies you, well then have at it. But I am hungry and thirsty after the power of an almighty God who is able to do great things. He said greater things will you do because i go to the father greater things you mean than raising the dead you mean that, than walking on water you mean that, than literally being able to heal the blinded eyes lord you're saying greater things will we do yes greater things not because we'll do greater who could be great what could be greater than raising the dead but he meant that we would be at work in the earth in a greater way he would fill the earth where the body of christ is everywhere with the same power that could raise the dead that could heal the sick that could walk on water if they got to god wants to use us to be a powerful force in the earth so that like when elijah called down fire on Mount Carmel. He said, Lord, so that they may know that you are God. It's time for this world to stop looking to the Republicans and the Democrats and to quit looking to people and governments and society, to celebrities. It's time that the world will once again look up into the hills from which cometh their help. My help comes from God. Holy Spirit of God, help us, Lord. Help us to be hungry. Help us to be thirsty, Lord, for what you've given to the church. They were unified together. Jesus said, go and tarry in the upper room. Why? They were already saved. They were already saved. He said, you go and you tarry. You wait there until you're endued with power from on high. And they did, and they waited. Mary went. I mean, Mary. Beverly, she, she was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. She, she was chosen by God to bring, to deliver the Son of God, the Savior to the earth. I mean, this woman didn't need nothing else, did she? But there's Mary on her knees in the upper room, tarrying. Tell all the disciples to go to the upper room, fill that room. You've been there. You've stood there. I'm so jealous of that. I can't wait to go there. I'm going to go stand in the corner and just tarry and wait, even though I don't have to. How many of you know he's already come? There's Mary in the corner. And right about the time, the sound of the rushing mighty wind filled the place where they were gathered. Right about that time, cloven tongues of fire sat down upon each of them. I ain't making this up. The Holy Ghost fell in great fire. And it says all the people outside didn't know what was going on. Had no concept or idea what was happening up there in that room. Those people are crazy. Those people are nuts. Man, what is going on? Well, we've been called psycho insane people for a long time. But that's all right. That's all right. Because when they need prayer, they know where to go. When they need a miracle, they know who to call. They know where the power is. And I'm telling you, that is the thing that we're trying to get accomplished. We want the words of God, the power of the Holy Spirit to be present to make a difference in the world. How many of you know the world is desperately looking for help? Desperately looking for help. And you're cute, you're sweet, you're intelligent, you're a class act. But you don't have the power in yourself to make a difference in anyone's life. You need his Holy Spirit we need I need his Holy Spirit there's Mary there's Mary up in the upper room when all of a sudden the place was shaken. and those tongues of fire sat on them and they all began to speak with other tongues yeah that's right they did that in the word that wasn't just a Stratford Heights Church of God thing yeah you've been over to that Stratford Heights Church I mean they, those people you never know, somebody's going to start gibbering or something. I don't know what that is. Had somebody tell me once, I said, yeah, I went to your church. I was scared to death. <laughs> you know what I tell them? I'm like, I was too at first. Until I started finding out how precious and beautiful and amazing it was. How awesome it was that God had come up with a beautiful system. See, we want to shy away from it. We want to kind of get away from that. Well, you know you don't have to do all that stuff. That's weird. I'll say it again. The Holy Spirit is not weird. First time I ever described it, Jimmy, to a bunch of teenagers, I prayed that the Lord would give me an example of what I could say to help young people understand about the Holy Ghost. Because, you know, it's kind of different. <laughs> you, you, Some visitors, they come in here and they think that we just... Like, what, you don't, you didn't you weren't born speaking in tongues? I mean, we've done that. I did it around my Gerber baby cereal when I was little. I mean, we've just always done that. You, you don't do that? Oh, sorry, man. I mean, we had to learn. We had to find out, what is this? What is it? The men and the women in, in, in Jerusalem there was outside that upper room. They were like, what is this? What's going on? Are y'all drunk? What, what's your problem? That's normal. I said, Lord, help me. Teach young people. Help me teach them. And the Lord gave me a picture of a a plane, a sonar plane, traveling over, over enemy territories in war. Showed me these planes as they were communicating. They had radar and they were communicating to the ground. And how some of the generals and the commanders on the main floor, right in the middle of the field. They're in the middle of the war, surrounded by their enemies. They'd get contact with the general, they get contact from a sergeant or a leader, and they'd be telling him, You gotta move, you gotta move to the right. They're coming in from behind. You gotta make change your strategy. We gotta do this. And you're watching, you've seen those war movies. And they're exploding everywhere. But they're getting the word at the last minute. Get out. Get out. They're right behind you. And they're, they're moving. And they're, the strategy is great. We're watching the movie. We can't hardly stand it. Or we're watching MASH. And we're watching them as they do their thing. And they're hearing all this communication. And it's all going. But, but the enemy cannot decode. Cannot understand. Has no idea what they're saying. And you're looking at all that. And we all go, bravo. Bravo. How incredibly intelligent. Superior. Military, oh, they are so on it. The CIA, it's amazing sometimes. And they are <laughs> amazing how this all works. Who invented Morse code? Who invented all those things that scramble? How is it that you can watch satellite TV in your house, and if you didn't pay your bill, you turn it on and it's not there? How did they scramble all that up? How do they do all that decoding? How is it that you can encrypt your computer so that nobody can get on there and get your password? Man, that's a, mankind is so intelligent and amazing. Their knowledge just supersedes the heavens. But whatever you do, they'll go down to that Pentecostal church because they are nuts, man. Why are they nuts? Well, they like communicate <laughs> in a language that you don't know. Who are they talking to? Well, God. Oh. And, and sometimes they're interceding because They said a scripture like the Holy Spirit who will intercede for you with utterings and groanings that you can't understand. Oh, you mean it's like they do warfare? They do business in the spiritual realm? They pray over needs and the devil and the enemy is back there saying, what are you saying? What are you saying? I can't figure it out. The enemy's watching you and I left and right trying to figure us out. Where are they going? What are they doing now? They they just got up. Where are they going? I don't know. Some kind of language was going on between them and God. And they started moving out to the left and right. They're like an army going somewhere. And we can't figure out what they're saying. Oh, somebody hear me this morning. He is an intelligent, mighty, powerful God. And long before the USA ever started doing it, God sent His Comforter, His Holy Ghost to come down and be a part of the work that's happening on this earth. It's powerful. It's awesome. It's mighty. We can intercede in the Spirit. We can pray in the Holy Ghost. We know we have Him when we have the experience of the Holy Spirit. In our lives, we begin to speak with other tongues and we see this encounter in spirits happening in our hearts. It happens in ways that lets, it confuses and confounds the enemy also is a sign to unbelievers when it's done right and we're, it's done in repentance and, and we're done with it's done with humbleness before God and the Holy Spirit is prepared us and got us ready he says the next step is a saturation of baptism of the Holy Ghost power and fire and it's you it's for you and the promise is under your children and your children and to all those who are far off that's me that's me brother Worley So thankful to be filled with the spirit of God. I was saved. The Lord saved me good. Changed my mind and my heart. And I remember the night I went down to the altar. I I wanted the Holy Ghost. I was so hungry, I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to sleep. I I didn't want nothing. I just wanted to have more and more and more of God. I was so in love with him, I couldn't hardly stand it. I love when there's a hunger. Don't you miss that? Don't you want to go back to that? We talked about the first love a few weeks ago. Can't you hardly stand it? Don't you want to go back to that place where nothing else mattered? All that mattered in the world is that you knew him in more fullness and in a deeper and more intimate way. Nothing more excellent and amazing than that. And I went down, and I was so theologically correct. I was so on top of it. I mean, I went down there as an 18-year-old. I looked up, Sister Baker, and I said, I'm here. That was it. (laughs) You mean you didn't. Oh, thou gracious Holy Spirit, befall upon me now with your power. As according to Acts, we believe, Lord, know that you are here to fill us, to saturate us, to baptize us. No. I said, I'm here. power of God hit me in my head, I was shy, timid, I wouldn't talk to anybody, cheerleader named Jennifer Gad, if that's on TV right now, I hope she ain't watching, <laughs> Jennifer Gad, she was the cheerleader sitting in the front row of my biology class, I got up to read a, a, a speech, and I had my cards in my hand, and I'm shaking, and she looks at me, and I look down at her, and she goes, ew, He's purple. I've never forgot it in all these 30 years. And if you are watching, I'm doing pretty good right now. (laughs) I was shy. I was timid. I couldn't talk to anybody. I wouldn't pray out loud. You asked me to pray over the food. I'd dive into the potatoes. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't pray in front of anybody. My sisters will attest to you. I was timid, shy, backward, couldn't talk to anybody. And there I am. I said, Lord, I want your spirit. The power of God hit me in my head, went all the way down to my feet. He came trailing right back up. And when he did, he came right out of my mouth. And I started praising God in an unknown language. And it was so awesome. The power of God hit me. And I shouted all over that place. I started running. I'd lifted my hands up. I then turned around. And went up on stage, there was 3,000 people in that meeting. and I stood up on stage doing a rocky. I'm like, Dun, da, 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 da. I'm like, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And it was awesome. Lord send a hunger, send a wave of thirst across the church today. Not just us, everyone, everywhere, every all of God's people. Lord, send a hunger just now. Send a hunger, God, in the name of Jesus. It's a difference. It's a difference. It touches your life uh, down to six minutes and 19 seconds. They walked. What was the difference? What happened in that upper room? They went in that upper room, and they're, they're kneeling, and they're waiting, and they're praying, and they're tearing, and they're getting, getting themselves positioned. What was it? It says, and they were all gathered together in one mind and in one accord unity unity of purpose that's what it is when we get together when your mind agrees with your faith when your mind agrees with the work of god i'm telling you you're ready ready to receive then you just yield I was talking to someone this morning, a yield. You know, it's like a car coming through an intersection. You know, I'm going to give them the, I'm going to yield them the right of way. I'm just going to give the Lord the yielding. I'm going to yield, I'm going to let him have his way. When I feel him and sense him and I know I've repented of my sins, I've given my life to him. He's created in me a brand new heart and I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away. It's right about that time that there is no reason on earth why the Holy Ghost won't breathe on my life and fill me with his spirit. But I've got to give him that right of way. When I let him take over and I surrender, man, I'm telling you, it's an encounter, an experience unlike anything you'll ever experience. It's amazing. They were in one mind and they were in one accord. Oh, Lord, give us an upper room unity. Give us the power of God. They were united in their purpose. They strove together like a team. They were athletes together. They all had different functions. The Lord's not wanting us all to do the same thing, but he wants us to all have the same goal. How many of you know our only goal is not that I receive the glory, but that he receives all the glory. Whenever we get to the place where God gets all the glory, all the praise, all the honor, that's when the Holy Ghost is free to work in the midst of his people. It's good preaching today. The Holy Ghost is good. He's anointing us. Right now, you're experiencing the anointing of the Spirit of God. I wish I was this smart, but I'm not. I feel like I have surrendered this message to him, and he's preaching it. That's the power of the Holy Spirit when it touches our lives. Jesus didn't say, now, if you want to, go to the upper room. If you'd like to have a little more power, if you'd like to have, if you'd like to, if you desire just a little more and just y'all go to the upper room. He said, no. Be ye filled with the Spirit. It's a command. You think the Lord came down here, went to the cross, died, and rose again, went back to heaven, is interceding at the right hand, sends the Holy Spirit and the Comforter for an option? Well, you know, brother, it's optional. It's not an option. You ought to strive to of God, Now, I'm not telling you you have to have the Holy Spirit baptism to be saved. Salvation is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But when you've been saved, redeemed, made a brand new creature in Christ, it should naturally, you spiritually, healthfully, if that's a word, you want to grow. You want to have. You want to be healthy in your spirit. You want to be healthy in all you do. Mary needed it. Why do we think we wouldn't need it? And in closing, two minutes, 48 seconds. I love that little clock back there. It helps me stay on track so y'all get the precious in time. Peter and John. Remember Peter. We've talked about Peter. Peter. Brash, rude, obnoxious. Cut your ear off just as soon as look at you. Love you one minute, deny you the next. Up and down, roller coaster. One minute he's your buddy, next friend he's like cursing, saying he don't even know you. Peter. Peter was struggling, trying. He said, Lord, you'll not not wash my feet. Jesus said, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. Well, then, Lord, wash all of me. Jesus like, not necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Just wash your feet. Crucified, that I'm gonna rise on the third day. No, you won't, Lord. I won't let nobody kill you. I'll be right there, man. I'll cut their ear off both sides. No, man. Ain't nobody hurting you. Peter, you're gonna deny me three times before the cock crows thrice. Peter was in the upper room. He'd already been accepted, he'd already been forgiven. For all of his problems, he he was in the place, he had repented bitterly. The Bible says he wept bitterly over his failures. So he was right on, he was ready. He was in the upper room. The wind started blowing. The place started rattling and shaking. And old Peter, I, I like to imagine what it was like. He probably looked up, he saw the flame of fire coming. Don't leave me out, Lord. Don't leave me out. He probably had had a shouting experience for a good 15, 20 minutes, maybe an hour. I don't know. I'm going to go watch the DVD when I get to heaven. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he went out. They, they left the building. When they walked out the building, Peter jumped up on something. And he said, he heard them all laughing. Man, what's up? What kind of party y'all having up there? Can I come? Man, what are y'all doing up there? Y'all are drunk, man. Peter said, no, well, what, what can I do? He got, on, he got up on something, looked at all of them. He says, men, women, listen to me. He said, these men are not drunken. These folks are not drunken as you suppose. See, it's but the third hour of the day. He said, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, who said that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. A young men will dream dreams and your old men will have visions. This is that. He went on to preach about Jesus, about his death, his resurrection, how he walked with them. He began to talk about the power of God and how Jesus was the Son of the living God, whom you crucified with an anointing on him. With the power of the Holy Ghost had transformed and changed him, now Peter was saying the right thing. Peter was anointed to give the right message. Peter was anointed to be a man of God, endued with power. So much so that when he got done with his message and made an invitation, the Bible says 3,000 people came forward to be saved. 3,000 men. If you think about that, they never really counted the other folks that were there. That for some reason, they counted the men. I ain't going to go into that right now. And who knows how many were there, but the Bible says thousands were saved after that every day, as many as the Lord would save, adding to the church every single day. Thousands being saved. There is an anointing of the Holy Ghost that is ready to make a difference in your life and in the lives of those around you. Stand with me very quickly. The Holy Ghost wants to make a difference in your life. You say, how do I receive the Holy Ghost? Well, you got to be saved. The Holy Ghost has already got to have made a way, made a road, opened the door in your heart and life. If you're there and you've been made a brand new creature in Christ, you're serving the Lord, you're dedicated, you're surrendering yourself to him. You feel that sanctifying work going on in your life and you are hungry and you are thirsty for God and for his spirit. Then you are a candidate ripe and ready. Now, pastor, you're not going to have one of them Holy Ghost invitations on a Sunday morning, are you? I mean, that's your... That's your service. Where everybody's at now, Pastor, you better make the right choice. This is the right choice. This is the right choice. If we, if we will submit ourselves, yield ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, not only will this church be transformed and will look just like Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, we'll start looking just like that church, and when we start out, I'm telling you, there it was rare for an early church member to not be baptized in the Holy Ghost. There's been a whole lot of seasons where people have gotten away from it. But let me tell you, it started out right. And I'm, as, as much as I know, in this part of the world that I'm accountable for, it's going to end right. When he comes and that trumpet sounds, he's going to have him a church filled with a fire of his Holy Ghost. We're going <laughs> to preach it. We're going to sing it. We're going to model it. And we're going to make sure... That the experience, the encounter of baptism is at work in our church. Among this body of believers and everyone else that you'll have influence over. I want you, if you will, to get out from where you are. You say, why are you calling everybody? I want everybody to come down. And I want to get a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost this morning. As many as will get out and come. You're hungry, you're thirsty for God, and you want the filling, the infilling, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Get
4: myself away.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Some of our ministers are down here. Some of our ministers are here. How many is down here tonight, this morning, and you'd say, Pastor, I do not have the baptism and the Holy Spirit, and I, I'm coming today to seek him. I'm coming to seek him. Richard, want you to come over here. Mo, want you to go over here with Sister Mary. Anyone else? I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit this morning, Pastor. There's a young man right here, Shane. Where are you at? Want you got some of you guys come over here? Anybody? Anybody filled with the Spirit of God? Come over and help Jonah. Is there anyone else? I want to make sure
2: we're.
1: Amen. Amen. I need a lady over here. Josh needs somebody. You need, yeah, There, Jonah, right here. Somebody else, fill with the Spirit of God. Go, Josh, right here. There you go, Brother Mike. I just want these people to have somebody praying with them right now. Is there anyone else? Anyone else? All right, the rest of us, let's be let's be refilled this morning. Let's be touched by the Spirit of God. I believe he wants to send a fire in this house this morning wants to touch your heart and touch your life right where you are, would you lift up your hands now just to honor God, just call? All you got to do is ask. Ask and you shall receive. Ask to be baptized. Ask for the Holy Ghost to come. Ask Jesus to baptize you. He's the one who sent the comforter. He's here today to touch you. In the name of Jesus, fill your people with your Holy Ghost. Fill your people this morning, God. Transform us. Make a, a difference in our hearts and lives. Sanctify us afresh and brand new, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Touch us, Holy Ghost. Touch us, Lord. In your name, Jesus. In your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jeanette. Jeanette, do you mind? I want you to go pray with that lady with the white on right there with the black hair. Pray with her.